Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Welcome back to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. This is your host, Tracy Doherty. It's hard to believe that we are approaching the autumn months, which means that our 10-year anniversary challenge to Tanzania, the Kilimanjaro beast, someone told me the other day it's like a bully, is right around the corner. For the next two episodes, we're going to be taking a step back in time to see through the eyes of two Freedom Sisters. And we just can't help but continue to say, look what the Lord has done. Through humble beginnings and efforts of a collective of women, and both of these friends are going to be giving us those firsthand accounts of those early and foundational days of the Freedom Challenge. And today we are welcoming the gorgeous and talented Freedom Sister and Ambassador, Jill Mora Masado, affectionately called Jill from Brazil. And so Jill, introduce yourself and give us the scoop. Hi, Tracy. Hi, everyone. What a privilege to be here with you all. So my name is Jodélio Gil Mora Masado, as Tracy said. I'm from Brazil, I'm married with Julio Moromisato, and we have a precious 13-year-old boy. His name is Lucas. So I was 15 when I became a believer and follower of Jesus. I never imagined that from a little town in Brazil, God would just call me, and I didn't imagine all the amazing things he has planned for me on that time when I said yes to his call. So after my encounter with Jesus, I really wanted people from all over the world to have the chance of hearing about his love and grace. So this is my heart. And after mm. finishing my Bible school college, and after also some hard time that I went through, God was so graceful, as he always is, and gave me the blessing to serve him as a missionary. So I joined OM the missionary organization which Freedom Challenge is part of, in 2001. And there at OM, still in Brazil, I met my husband, and we have been serving together since then. Mm. So we've been involved in different projects and trips to different countries, and now we are living here in the U.S. Julio is serving as the director of the Chain Street, mobilizing the next generation for missions, and I have the privilege of supporting him and of being part of Freedom Challenge through the ambassador team. And Lucas, he's a very smart, sweet boy. He's finishing middle school this year, and it's been a blessing to see his growth mm. and development. Our prayer is that Lucas and men of this generation will enjoy a deep relationship with Jesus. And our desire is that they would be able to use their gifts, talents, and opportunities 
to bless the world and especially the vulnerable as well. So this is a little bit about me, about my family and about our hearts. It's a privilege to be here with you. Hmm. I love you and your family and your hearts and all of you listening. You're welcome because listening to Jill is like getting a warm hug. Her spirit, I've been on many adventures with this precious woman and she brings the wraparound compassion of Jesus. And it's one of the things I love most about you. Jill, sometimes when I'm with you, I'm like, oh, it's going to all be okay. You just bring that peace to circumstances that you're in. I'm so, so glad that you could share your story, your why, your heart with us. And you actually have the unique perspective as a Freedom Sister because you participated in these formative years of the Freedom Challenge, and you're still actively playing a role 10 years later, which is amazing. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a good chunk of longevity. And I'm interested if, I think all of us, of hearing more about, you know, not only how you originally got involved, but the why behind your yes to the freedom climb, now the freedom challenge, and the longevity that it's held for you. Oh, wow. Uh, I was thinking about this question, and I, I could not start by without saying that my husband, actually, Julio, had a great participation on that, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So 10 years ago, he was the field leader for OMI Brazil. And while attending the international leader meetings in 2012, 2012 he heard about those crazy group of women, I think 45 in total, that in January 11, 2012, that is actually the National Human Trafficking Awareness Day, they started their hike to Kilimanjaro, led by Kathy Anderson, our amazing founder. So, and they, they were doing that for the purpose of bringing awareness about the atrocities against women and children, what Freedom Challenge does, and to raise funds to support those who are oppressed, enslaved, and trafficked. So he came home saying, Gil, I found something that is happening in OM that I know you would love to be a mm. part of. So I started researching uh, about Freedom mm. Clive on that time because it was the name of the ministry mm -hmm. in the beginning. And I, I saw that Freedom Clive was hosting a conference with One Day Hike in Colorado Springs. It would be for September 2012. Mm. So what did I do? I prayed about and I went ahead and did my registration. Mm. I bought my ticket and I went there to check out about those crazy and beautiful visionary ministry. So uh, it was uh, <laughs> something that I thought, wow, this, this beautiful ministry is just being born in this organization. So I want to know more about. I really wanted to hear more in person. I wanted to get to know those amazing women. I wanted to be part of what God was doing through this initiative to bring justice, hope, and uh, I just wanted to be part of this movement that was uh, just starting. And that's basically the why. It was kind of a natural connection of my heart, purpose, the opportunity to make a difference uh, in the area that I loved, if the cause that I loved. 
and working alongside a team that is passionate about seeing justice and salvation reaching the vulnerable and oppressed. Yeah, so it's basically the why and how it all started. So I went there, it was just kind of an amazing experience. And about how many challenges, and actually just going back, that's when I got to know Kathy Anderson and many of the beautiful women that God was using from South Africa, Sharia on that time as well, that was kind of helping to start the ministry together. I just felt like overwhelmed uh, in, in a way that like so blessed, mm-hmm. overwhelming in blessings because I was surrounded by those women mm-hmm. with this heart and this passion. And I just thought, wow, that's the place I want to, to stay. You know, I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And your, your seed was planted in that early time. Like God just planted that seed right in your heart. I, I love that. Amen. Yes, it was really, it was really special. So about how many challenges and the mission trips, I was uh, trying to remember again. And I know I have been in nine challenges, including oh. this conference and day hike in Colorado Springs. And oh. actually, I'm very excited to complete the number 10 in Israel. I was thinking, wow, this will be the number 10, celebrating mm. 10 years. It'll be very special mm. in November this year, as you know. Mm. So what a beautiful gift from God, I think. And I really hope each of these hikes has been and will be an instrument that God will use to bless the woman and children at risk, but also to inspire other ordinary women like me, because that's how I see me. So they would know they can also stand for those in need and because of their Mm. love for Jesus, especially. Mm. Ten. Ten challenges. You'll be wrapping that up with the Jesus Walk Israel in November. That's beautiful. That is significant. Yes. 10 and 10. And then I know you're going to be sleuthing and checking out a potential mission trip for Freedom Challenge with one of our colleagues and friends, Elaine Ellis, and checking out what God is doing in Egypt, which is also thrilling. You've been a part a lot, a lot of that going and, you know, finding out information and investigating your hands and fingerprints are on so much of what we do. And so I want, yeah, I want to go back to your first challenge, which was in Nepal. I mean, when we say that women from the Freedom Challenge did Everest Base Camp, people's eyebrows lift, even sometimes more than Kelly. I want to hear that was one of the early on trips, I think 2014, maybe, or 20, it was a 2014? It was 2013. Uh, uh, 2013. It was the year next. Yeah, the yes, next year. I mean, nobody was messing around, right? It was like, Kili, Nepal, you know, wow, these were, these were biggies. So what stands out to you, like a significant memory or an experience from that challenge? Because it was not only your first, but again, may I say, Everest Base Camp. And wow, I think, like you said, today, when I think about that, I just think I was a little crazy because I wasn't a hiker at all so i went there so you can see how motivated and encouraged i was in this 
uh, meeting in Colorado because when they were inviting us, I said, yes, I'll go, no, I'll join you. And I had no idea. God knew, but I didn't know how um, everything would go. And I can say that the Everest Base Camp Challenge was so far, so far, the hardest and one of the most beautiful experience for me, like both together. Mm. So it was 12 days hiking up and down. Whew. And what happened is, even before we started the hike, we got sick because of the water in the hotel that we were. Mm. So it made the way up so difficult, Trey, so difficult that the guides, the guides and shepherds at the beginning, they were asking several times, are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you sure mm. you really want to, to keep with the plan? Mm. But sometimes I wasn't even answering because surrounded by all this, again, crazy woman, you know, passionate yes. and and everyone say, we are going to do that. Like, God brought us here, we are going to do that. Wow. So we started even still sick. It wasn't, it wasn't definitely easy. But one day, specifically, and it was snowing, mm. we could see very little in front of us. And I was sick on that day. I had so little strength, Trace, on that day that mm -hmm. I thought I could die in the mountain. I had these thoughts. And I know it was also the enemy trying to, you know, to attack me. Mm -hmm. But God spoke to me on that day in a way that was so clear mm -hmm. about the woman and children living in slavery. Such pain that I could not, like, even imagine. He brought, like, this hard uh, sense and understanding in my heart. Mm -hmm just knowing that they they didn't have anyone to care for them when they need. Like, I was sick, I was really weak, but I had people surrounding me. But they don't have it. Mm. They have no hope of finishing their challenge and going back to their homes and families like I did. And for most of them, if they die, that's what God was sharing with me. There is no mm. hope of heaven with Jesus which is even worse than everything else. Mm. So it was really strong in my heart. This experience was really remarkable for me mm. and gave me a better perspective and sense of their pain, their suffering, their need of Jesus, mm. and also their need of freedom, both physically and spiritually. And for me, it was just like a symbolic uh, mm. challenge. Mm -hmm. And God was allowing me to suffer a little bit comparing to their suffering. So I could empathize. I could understand a little bit more. Wow. And it was really remarkable for me. Mm. I'm imagining, yeah. I think I, I've heard um, stories that everyone, but maybe two women were like violently ill. Is that, is, yes. is that correct? It is. Like on the night before, starting our hike I was already sick so mm. when I woke up because my friend that was sharing a room with me she wasn't sick so I thought wow it's just me something happened to me so I woke up and I came to the hall and I saw Tracy this line of women going th to the bathroom and I thought what is happening here so when mm. I went there to check we had a, a doctor uh, Liz, mm -hmm. I think that's his name from South Africa that were in our group. Mm 
So when I went there to check what was happening, she was giving, uh, the line was for, for them to receive injection to stop the vomiting and the sickness. Mm. So it was a line of a woman just like mm. sick mm. on the first day. It was really, it was really not nice. Like it was really crazy. But today I can see how God just kept us like, mm. you know, uh, trusting and hoping and believing yeah. in him a hundred percent because we really needed him to accomplish yeah. that hike. Yeah, yeah. You, you did need him. And thinking about the added layer of snow I mean that's intense I mean we've been in the rainforest together that was intense but snow that you ladies that I mean what a what a powerful picture of living sacrifice and I know that you are all experiencing as you shared um, your own sense of spiritual warfare and wrestling and um those kinds of dynamics internally within your own soul, even as your bodies were, you know, it wasn't just the challenge. It was also, you were all sick. Woo. That's yeah. that, that was a biggie for your first <laughs> challenge. So I guess it was. That, that, I guess the next question would be how in the world have you stayed involved <laughs> year after year? And it's yes. always the question, Jill, because we hear these women you know, they are paying their way to go on these challenges. It's a personal investment. They're not fundraising for that. They're opening their mouths for, for raising funds and awareness for the ministries that the Freedom Challenge through OM is championing and advocating for. So there's that, putting themselves out there. They're training their bodies, the discipline of working training into your everyday life as a woman, already busy, that you're wrapping up your world so you can go to another place to be uncomfortable, tremendously uncomfortable. (laughs) So I guess my question is, yeah, like, so after all these years, your 10th challenge, you know, you've stayed involved with, you know, I know that you and and Julio run a quick pace in ministry and Lucas with mothering and you've homeschooled, you've worked. I want you to share about this longevity and this passion that is so breathtaking. You just keep showing up big. And, you know, oftentimes even as a leader to lead other women as they're, you know, engaging with all of these things that we're talking about. You know, this is not easy. It's not effortless. Talk about that dynamic. How, you know, what what about that? Oh, amen. And thank you, Tracy. Thank you for, for helping me to see this time with such a beautiful perspective. And it's really been different seasons for me. Um, but I think I will start also answering the other question that you that you asked me before and I didn't about uh, the challenge that I have done. And it's it's so it's so nice. I'm so happy that I could do a few of them with you. So I was counting yesterday because I think, oh, I don't remember all of them. Like how how does that happen? Because after this one. I confess, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to do it again, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be signing again, but like the passion is, I think, bigger and the, uh, the joy that 
comes from God, only from him. It's kind of keeping um, the joy of being part of it. Mm -hmm. So I was counting and Colorado Springs as the first one and Nepal was uh, maybe the real first hike. Mm -hmm. And I later I did the seven summits in Colorado. Mm -hmm. I did the Mount Elbert was really, uh, I did part time with uh, the prayer team and the other part hiking with the woman and later south africa we did mm. three mountains in three days as well and wyoming the boulders was amazing experience there uh estes park mm. i think the first one we did together and peru which was amazing mm. uh, grand kenya was the mm. hard one as well the backpacking yeah. and mount hood and now i'm very excited to to Israel, I didn't think before there would be like 10 completing mm. the 10 years. So it's really been uh, special. But uh, about your question now, I think it's it's been definitely different seasons for me. But I believe the first reason I'm still involved is it's basically because I love the heart of this cause and I love the woman that is involved as well mm. and i love the purpose and i think it connects with my heart very well and year after year i see god using this movement of amazing passionate woman to bring healing restoration salvation joy and beauty in so many ways to those that are impacted including all of us and i think that's that's my heart like that's a place that i want mm -hmm. to be i know i have done in different capacities full-time part-time as the ambassador now but i just feel there is a privilege to be part and and i feel that we are also blessed and so god keep is keeping in my heart the mm -hmm. joy of being involved yeah. and i i truly believe it's him like that is keeping the joy in my heart which i also consider a privilege because you know, we love him. We know he loved those living in slavery and oppression. And he wants them to be free. And he invites us to be part of it. So I truly believe it's a privilege for all of us. It's it, That's a wonderful picture that you've painted about the heart of longevity. Yeah. Being connected to the why, but also your own personal growth. There's something that I can resonate with. And actually, Jill, I was at Seven Summits. That was my first challenge. And yeah, as a participant. Um, and Wyoming oh, as a participant. So well, it, we wow. were at those two together. But <laughs> there is something that I see, in, even in my own life now as the director, that this has become a part of my discipleship of my sanctification process. You know, that's a big church word, but it's the idea that we're being transformed from glory to glory, faith to faith, that God is in process with us. We are, we mm -hmm. are, you know, seeing yes. ourselves being transformed more and more into his likeness, less of me, more of him. And I have to say that each one of these journeys uniquely and individually has personally, and I think I hear that resonating within you, been a part of that 
sanctification process for me, both as a person, as a leader, but then there's something that happens, which you are now in that same place because quite often on these trips, you're coming for yourself, you're coming for the women that will be impacted in the world, but you're caring about the woman in front of you. You have been what we call a spiritual Sherpa, which helps women, not just with their physical summit, but their spiritual summit. And you you have you have connected to that, which then in and of itself becomes a beautiful part of the journey. And I've seen that in you. And I and I can resonate it in my own heart about how each challenge becomes Amen. another piece of that. It's 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 really unique and special to say the least. Okay, so yeah. I want to hear from you a practical tip or advice you would give a freedom sister taking on, we have a lot of women taking on their first major challenge, um, similar to your first Nepal, especially during this 10-year Killy anniversary challenge, which I know you yourself have not done Killy yet, which is you did Nepal. Oh my. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm one of those women, first time Killy girl. So I'm all ears. Yeah, I'm all ears. What what would you what would you tell us as a practical tip or advice? Me or those listening? Yeah, I was thinking about that and I, I felt like wow, I know I know a lot of things like as you said, it's the major uh challenge and hike for a few of them, but I know like most of them has been hiking as well, the mountains, including you that did Machu Picchu and other places as well. Kenya, Kenya wasn't easy at all, but we didn't have the altitude uh, uh, problem. So I was trying just to bring something because most of the things I believe the women have been researching or they know already but i would just try to share things that makes the difference for me and the first the first thing is actually trusting in god more than in your training more than in your expertise more than your capacity and i know it can sound like very spiritual but I see that it's also very practical because when you are there, your focus on him will keep you going. That's the practical thing. And because he is the one that will get you there. So I know and I believe all of you understand that as well. But when we are in a situation that is not comfortable at all and our body can react in different way, uh, the only thing that will keep us going is to focus on him and the why we are there because our body itself may not want to continue to keep going. It is, and this is normal, I think. And uh, other things that is very practical, and I believe you know that as well, is lots of hydration and electrolytes. I think it plays the most important role when we talk about altitude. I remember going to Nepal, the field leader there told us, I know it's important for you to be training, but hydration in altitude is the most important thing, even more than fitness. So fitness is important for sure, but it's not the most important thing. In our experience in Nepal, 
when we started and everyone, almost everyone got sick, we had to send back to Kathmandu, unfortunately, two of our sisters. And the first one, Trace, she, she was, I believe, the youngest one and super fit. But she could not just keep going because her body could not stand. And the problem was hydration and the way that her body was reacted to the altitude. So how hydration, 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 like this is, you know, one of the first things. And in the morning before starting everything, don't forget to be very hydrated, taking your electrolytes and everything. Also, uh, as you probably all know, good source, source of energy food before starting. I, I used to say that diet is not allowed when hiking. Just, you know, feed yourself well, be hydrated and be strong for that. That's what you can do and trust God because he will do what you can't. And other practical things is uh, if anyone is buying a new hiking boots, don't forget to break it in. Please do that. More than you use before you go, more your feet will thank you. So that's the tip. And I know probably most of you killing, oh, hiking Kili had hiked before at least other mountains. And maybe you did some research as well. But that's the basic things that makes a lot of difference for myself every time I'm hiking. And I try to keep this as kind of a checklist for me. You know, hydration and eating well, taking care of my boots and some things like chlorophyll that can help minimize the effects of altitude or even prevent. And first of all, trusting God is the one that will, that will keep you going and that will keep you doing the challenge. So that's, that's what I want to share. Wow, that is some power-packed, great advice. Practically, the preparation, and even gives us a snapshot of what we need to do even proceeding going. Thank you. But to close out our time together, I want to have us look back at this 10-year journey of engagement and involvement with the Freedom Challenge would you share a look what the Lord has done moment that you have personally experienced? Yes, sure. I was uh, thinking God has done so many things. And I was just thinking what I really wanted to share with uh, those that are mm. hearing us and to share with you right now. And I just remembered a moment mm. It was also in the Everest Base Camp uh, Challenge. And for sure, like we were saying, through the years, God has done so many amazing things in us, through us, and mm. also completely without us. Because His is all the power, and He loves deeply those that we stand for. Mm. We don't know them, but but He knows, and He does he does love them. And this moment kind of shows a little bit of God doing things completely without us, but inviting us to participate and to celebrate as if it was also our accomplishment. So let me tell you, this was, it was really nice to, to remember and to take some time to think about that again. So I have this 
look what the Lord has done moment. And it was totally a surprise. And there was also an encouragement to me and maybe for all of us to keep doing what we can, trusting he will do what we can't. So as I said, the hike in Everest Base Camp wasn't easy. And when I was thinking about that, I was even wondering, when we finished the hike there, I was definitely wondering if I would ever do any hike like that again, you know? So, but I thought, well, I don't want people also to get me wrong because it was Tracy. It was an amazing experience as well. We had all those outstanding views. Can you imagine like sweet interactions with the local people in the village going up mm. in the mountains, the Sherpas guiding mm. us. They were just like amazing. They were taking mm -hmm. care of us like parents do. So also as, as a group, we raised a substantial amount of funds to support the projects and people all around the world were praying for us and for those that is living in slavery. And I could continue here just to say it was amazing. But because we got sick, it was also extremely difficult physically, emotionally, and I believe also spiritually because we mm. were in a land that mm -hmm. don't recognize Jesus as the son of God. In the mountains, there is no Christians at all. If anyone become a believer there, they don't allow them to keep living in the mountains. So it was a spiritual battle as well. And uh, what happened is we were just like destroyed physically, you know, when we came back, but celebrating that we could do it, we finished mm -hmm. it and we all were like, uh, I can't say in good health because we were still weak, but we were there like, you know, uh, ready to celebrate and go home to our families. But when we arrived from the mountain, the first thing they told us the team that was waiting for us including the prayer team the first thing they shared with us it was and i confess it was so encouraging to realize that mm. even in the middle of our you know in the midst of our struggles weaknesses and uncertainties god was and he mm. always is at work so they shared it with us and it was tracy at the first page mm. of the news of Kathmandu say that on the same day that both teams that submitted Kalapatar and Amadablan on that day, in Kathmandu, the newspaper reported that 10 traffickers were arrested. The mm. article listed the traffickers' name and that many, many, many mm. girls were set free because of these 10 traffickers that were arrested. And it was raised on the same day we were some meeting there. You know, you know what, what how it mm. like brought encouragement to my heart. I was thinking, God, you are just amazing. The what I was thinking is we we can't do much. We cannot do anything without him. And he even doesn't need us to do something. That's why I said he does things in us, through us, completely without us. But what happened that's beautiful to me is we are invited to be part of what he's doing. And when he brings to light situations like that, 
and for sure we were praying for that guys as well because we wanted them also to get to the light of Jesus but what happened when we got those news we realized that we could celebrate as if it was our victory we didn't do nothing mm. for that practically I mean we did the hike we were praying people around us praying and we had our hearts the cause and everything but God did that and because he allows us to participate in the work in some way, we can also celebrate with him. Mm, he mm -hmm. is the one that can set the slave free. So this is like from the beginning, I had it very clear in my mind. He is the one. He is the one. You know, it's not like I, I don't need to care the heavy uh, feeling of I'm the one that will do something specifically he is the one so he is the one that can save he is the one that can transform mm. a bad situation into something beautiful and powerful we just have mm. the privilege of joining him we know that but it is also like think about a picture of a dad or a mom inviting a child to help with some work some work that you could even do faster and maybe even better by yourself but you want them to learn, you want them to participate, and you want them to celebrate the work done, and you want them to celebrate the victories and the results as well, as if it was mm -hmm. their accomplishment. So that's what I felt that God did for me, for us. And this moment was definitely a look what the Lord, not us, but the Lord has done. So let's celebrate with him. We did it together, you know? So it made me free also from the feeling that I was actually feeling that I had on that moment. Uh, like what I have done, uh, mm. was it like enough? Was it even worthy? Mm. Why did I come to this place? You know, I can't even stand a hike without getting sick and being weak. But this moment showed me once for forever, like that, it wasn't about what mm -hmm. I have done, but what the Lord has done. And this encouraged me to know that I can offer what I am. I can offer what I have in hands, but not expecting I will do great things. He will, and he can do in me, through me, without me. His is all the glory. But it's so encouraging to know that I'm just invited. He's so kind and he invites me to be part of what he's doing. And he led me to celebrate as if it was my accomplishment as well. He's so kind. So I love this, this moment. And that's the one that I wanted to share with you. I hope it inspires, encourages, mm. because it is, it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Look what the Lord has done. It is him. So poetically put I'm going to be chewing on some of that imagery here for the next half oh, a day. Nice. I, I, I really enjoy how you framed the invitation that we would have to our own children back to God inviting us into the work he does and allowing us to feel that partnership. Well, well said. You are a treasure, Jill. I'm I'm sorry our time together is coming to a close because I could talk to you all day. I love you so much. And listeners, I know that you are now so connected to the heart of this awesome lady. Until next time, Freedom Sisters, let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible.
You heard it from Jill's mouth. And do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.